This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Ruchem Avon. We're continuing in. Daf HaShavu HaMesachas Ksubais. Daf Ayin Beis. Amad Beis. We begin on the bottom line, two lines from the bottom, on Ayin Beis Amad Aleph. Roisha Parua Dairai Sahi. The Mishnah said on Ayin Aleph Amad Beis that... The Mishnah said on Ayin Beis Amad Aleph, excuse me, that if a woman's hair is uncovered, then she is categorized as Das Yehudas. Meaning there are two there are two categories. Uh, there are two categories in the Mishnah. You have something called Das Moshe, which is Ma'achilasai She'ena Ma'asar, or Mishamash Nida. So a wife feeds him something that Shuma wasn't taken off, or lives with him as a Nida, or doesn't take off Chala. And then there's something called Das Yehudas, where her hair is uncovered. So... Das Moshe is like biblical, and Das Yehudas is Jewish practice. So the Gemara asks, Roisha Perua, Ve'ezo Das Yehudas, Yoitzav Roisha Perua. What's considered Das Yehudas? What's Jewish practice? If her hair is uncovered. The Gemara says, Roisha Perua Daraisahi. Roisha Perua is biblical. Dechsev uparas Roisha Yisha. Like it says, and he will uncover the head of the woman. And we know from, we learned from Saita that it's biblical for a woman to keep her hair covered. Now Rashi here says two very interesting perushim. Number one, we know that the procedure that we do to a Saita is in order to uh, disgrace her, we uncover her hair. And Rashi says, the fact that we uncover her hair to disgrace her, like she did by having Hana with her Boyal, that means it must be that it's usher. Meaning we do something to her, mida keneged mida. We, we uncover her hair just like she uncovered her hair. What do you mean? What was wrong with her uncovering her hair? Ah, oh, Zaraya uncovering hair is an Isra Dairaisa. The fact that we do to her what she did, that means what she did is biblical. But Rashi gives a different shot that he prefers. The fact that we uncover her hair, that means until then, it was presumed to be covered. If it's presumed to be covered, that means that uh, regular biblical practice is for her to cover her hair. Rashi prefers that pshad of the two pshatim. It's a warning to Jewish women, they should not have their hair uncovered. Biblically, so says the Gemara, Kalasa... Shaper dummy. For her to wear a head basket, Rashi says it's a type of head covering, a basket that has a receptacle for her hair and she could store other items there, but it's some it's somewhat see through. That's shaper dummy. That's good biblically, but Das Yehudis I feel Kalasadami also. But it's not Jewish practice. Meaning, she's not mamish going out with her hair uncovered. It means she has a covering, it's a subpar covering. So even a woman who, let's say, oh, wore a doily on her head, right? So that, the truth is that would not even be a biblical covering. That's not what the Gemara is talking about. That's a token gesture 
to the ancient practice of the Hebrews who used to cover their hair. So the doily doesn't do anything. I remember, um, okay, next. But, <laughs> and I'm not telling you this one after this year either. But, um, what would an example be? A, a subpar head covering. Okay, so that would be uh, biblical, biblically acceptable, but it's not Jewish practice. Amr of Asi, Amr of Yochanan, Kalasa Eimba Mishum a head basket is not a violation of Pura Reish, which sounds like it's not Das Yehudis. Says Gemara, Havi Bar Abzer asked, Hecha, what's the case? Ilema Bishuk. If it's to wear this in the marketplace, Das Yehudasi, then this is, a, this is a lack of, this is a violation of Jewish practice. I mean, Rabbi Yochanan said, Kalasa, there's no problem at all. It sounds like Rabbi Yochanan was saying, a head basket, there's no issue whatsoever. So Rabbi Zera asked, where? In the marketplace, it's a violation of Das Yehudas. Ve'ela b'chatzer, Elamai, we're talking about in a courtyard. That what? In a courtyard, a woman has to wear Kalasa, she has to wear this, this head basket. What about a sheto doesn't cover her whole hair? What are you talking about? Of course it covers their whole hair. What I does... That don't cover the whole head. They're not good. So it's the same... Is that better than a doily or... It depends how much... Uh, it, uh, how much they uncover. Does yeah. It have to be less stringent in a courtyard than she, if she's in the market? Yeah, okay, that we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see. No, a shaito has to cover the whole hair. What, what's considered... Uh, you know, Ramosha has a certain allowance... But it's it's uh, it's less than what it's being stretched for. In other words, it should it if some hair naturally comes out by the temple area and so forth, uh, that's a different story. Okay, so the Gemara so the Gemara says if it, she's wearing this basket in the marketplace, it's a violation of Jewish practice. Vela bechatzer elamai in the courtyard elamai in the courtyard. So that then what? She would be required to wear a head basket in her courtyard? Who's coming there in the courtyard? It's only the family. She's not required to wear a head basket in the courtyard. That means Gemara is assuming certainly not in her own house she doesn't have to wear the head basket, but even in, let's say, her backyard, she wouldn't have to wear the head basket. Because then you're not giving women any ability to breathe. You, what she has to wear a head basket even in her own courtyard. She has tachas bala to live with her husband. So when she's going from one courtyard to another courtyard in an, in an alleyway, so then. She's allowed to get away with just wearing the head basket, even though it's, even though she could not go out with that in public. This is like a semi-public, semi-private area where she's going from her backyard to another backyard through an alleyway. That alleyway has very minimal traffic. There, we allow you, the woman, to wear a uh, to wear a um, kalasa. The way we're learning the Gemara, it comes out 
that a woman does not have to cover her head in her house or even in her backyard. Yeah? Many Rishonim do not learn this way. And the Mishnah does not learn this way. And the Mishnah opinion is a woman does have to cover her head in her house. Certainly in her chatzar. I'll stay in Brothos? No, I'll covering her hair. And so the Gemara, what, what, so why the Gemara, what, what the Gemara is? So how do you learn the Gemara according to the Rishonim? I think you learn it this way. This is not how I learned it. This is not how I said it over. I think you learn it. Rabbi Yochanan says, Kalasa has no issue of uncovering her hair. So Rabzera asked, where? In, in the marketplace, it's a violation of Jewish practice. Elamai in the Chatzar? That there's no violation? Doesn't though... Look at Toysus. Toysus says, Ve'ela b'chatzar, perish afilu b'loi kalasanami e'en b'amisham priyas reish. That's how, that's how we learned. Um, even without the kalasa, there's no issue of priyas reish. Shem leiken leinachtavas la'avram avinu. So how do they learn? I think we'll have to address it... Uh, Maybe in the Ion share. I think they learned that the question is what would the Chiddush be that it's required in the Chatzar? Isn't it obvious that that would be sufficient? Meaning, isn't it obvious a Kalasa would be sufficient in the Chatzar? To which the Gemara says, no, it's the Chiddush is, it even works in a Mavoy. But in a Chatzar and even in your own house, it's still needed. I mean, the question is, Ilema, the question of ve'ela b'chatzer imkain lahinachta bas la'avram avinu. What what would the chiddush be? Is the chiddush that you don't need a full head covering? How nobody would say you don't need a full head covering, but you would need this this you would you would need some uh, head covering. Again, according to the way we learned, it's uh, there's basis not to have to. Again, aside from. Bracha, the husband saying brachos opposite her here, uh, covering here, out Jewish practice, the way we learned the Gemara, she would not have to cover her hair even in her backyard. But there are Rishayim that learn that the question of the Gemara is not um, that it's a kulisis is not sufficient. I mean, we're learning the Gemara, Ilema, Ve'ala Bechatzer. Elamai were saying, Kalasa Eimba Misham Pruei Raish. Now we're, we're learning Gemara's question that Rabbi Yochanan came along and he said that a head basket is not an issue of Pruei Raish. So the, the question is, in the marketplace, it sure is a problem. Elamai in the Chatzar? What? In the Chatzar? There's no problem of Pruei Raish? What are we going to require? We're going to require her to, to, uh, do more than that? That would be uh, that would be too overbearing. I mean, the the way we're learning the Gemara, look look, Toysa spells it out clearly. The way we're learning the Gemara, Afilu Beloi Kalasanami Einba Mishum Pruesh Reish. If Rabbi Yochanan is saying in a in a chutzer, 
you don't need, uh, I mean, the way, the way Toysos learns the Gemara, the Gemara is saying, in a Chatzar, you don't even need Kalasa. As opposed to the other Rishonim, in a Chatzar, what's the Chidush that a Kalasa works? What, you would think you need more? Those are the two ways to learn the Gemara. Okay, Vitava Bashuk, or if a woman spins uh, wool in the, or yarn in the marketplace. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, Tava Bashuk is a violation of Das Yehudas. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yudamar Shmuel, what's the issue of spinning in the marketplace? She's showing her arms to people. Rav Chizda Amar, Avimi, She is spinning a the thread opposite her private parts. So in other words, the thread hangs down between her legs and it, so, so to speak, uh, draws attention to uh, So that's considered a violation of Das Yehudas. Or if she speaks with everyone. She uh, jokes around with young men. One time I was following Rav Okva. We saw an Arab woman. She was sitting. She threw her spindle, the Vered Keneged Paneha. And she sp- spun the thread opposite her private area. Kivan Dechaza Sinan. When she saw us, Psikte Lepilcha, she snapped the spindle, Shadisa. And uh, she threw it. And she says to the young Talmud, Amra Li, she said to me, Ulam, young man, have li palach, give me my spindle. Amar ba Marukva Milsa. Marukva had choice words to say about this woman. So what were these choice, choice words? My um, Amar. One second. Havli, uh, Amar ba Marukva Milsa. My Amar ba. What did he say about her? Ravina Amar. Ravina said, Toivil b'shuk Amar. He said that she was spinning in the marketplace. Meaning, Marukva's problem with her was she was Toiva Bashuk. And we said Toiva Bashuk is an issue because it draws attention to Isai Makaim. Rabbanan Amri Medabrasim called Adam Amrabah. The Rabbanan said that Marukva's issue was that she was um, speaking with every man. Abashol, Aymer Abashol says, Afhamakalelas Yoilada Bifanab. Even a woman who curses his parents in his presence. Where she curses the one who gave birth to him before the one who he gave birth to. Meaning, not only if she curses his parents in his presence, but even if she curses his parents in his children's presence, it's an issue of 
Mikhalelas Yolada Bafanov. The Simonich Ephraim Umanashe Kruvain Vishimon Yoli. Grandchildren are like children. Ephraim Umanashe are like Ruven and Shimon. So it doesn't have to be she curses his father before him. Also, if she curses his father in his children's presence, that's also the same issue. Mm-hmm. Now there's another girsa, the girsa, the riff and the rush. Shenemar umoyladetech asher hoyledes. See the end of the pasuk is viata shnei banecha hanoyladim lecha be'eretz mitzrayim ad boye lecha mitzrayim lihem Ephraim. Umanasha Vishima Kruvan Vishiman Yuli Umal Doisaich Ashar Hailarit Lukhayu. So there there's another Girsa here that we're not just proving that Ephraim and Manasha are like Ruvain and Shimon, but we're proving that the words Moldoisaich and and um Yoilidov and Moilidov refer to the grandfather and the grandson. So what would an example of this be? Amar Rabba, Rabba said, the Amrale, she the Amrala lay, she said to the kids, Nechli Ari Ape She said to the kids, you know, a, a lion should eat your grandfather. That would be an example of cursing the parents. If she said, you know, I hope a lion comes and eats up the shvar, eats up your grandfather. That would be an example of cursing. Okay. Rabbi Tarfoin Oimer, Afha Koilanis, a loud woman. My Koilanis, I'm Rabbi Hidam Rashmol, Bimashmas Koila al Eske Tashmish. Her voice is heard regarding matters of Tashmish, meaning she fights. She fights when it comes to Inyane Tashmish, and her voice is heard. Bimasni Satana, and a Braisa we learned. She has a mum that when you have relations with her in this chatzar, her voice is heard in another chatzar because she screams out in pain. Says Gemara, So why isn't this one of the mumin at the end of the parak? A woman who cannot have tashmish without excruciating pain. Rather, it's clear like we learned originally. That Koilanis is a woman who fights over Tashmish. Okay. Zok the Mishnah. A man marries a woman. I marry you on condition you don't have any Nadarim on you. And they found she has Nadarim. She's not married. The marriage is off. It's a Mekach Tos. Kansastam. Kansastam. If he married her, Stam. Without any stipulations of Nimsal and Adarm, and it turned out there were Nadarim on her. She goes out without a Ksuba. So they're married. It's not a Mekachtas, but he divorces her and she doesn't get a Ksuba. If he marries her on condition, she doesn't have any imperfections. And she has Mumin. She's not married. If he marries her Stam, so then, he, uh, they're married, but he could divorce her. Shaloi b'ksuba. 
Kal hamumen hapsul apoyslin bekayhanem poyslin menashem. All mumen that passel kayhanem from doing the avoda passel women. Says the Gemara. Utnan. We learned in the Mishnah. Utnan nami gavi kedushin ki hai gavna. We already learned in Masechta Kedushin, and Afnun, an identical halacha, that Mekadesh Sashisha, Amenashin Olen Adorim, Enu Mekudesh, Amenashin Olen Mumen, Enu Mekudesh. Why do we need to repeat it in Ksubis? Says Gemara, Hacha, Ksubis, it's Shrikhalei. Here we need to tell you that it's Kansastam, she goes over that Ksuba. So therefore, Tana Kedushin Atu Ksubis, it taught the ramifications of the marriage, Atu the Ksuba Hasam Kedushin Tzrichalei. There it's Masech the Kedushin. So we needed to tell to us for Kedushin. And Tana Ksuba Sa'atu Kedushin. Amar Rabbi Yochan Mishom Rabbi Shem Ben Yoy Tzadak. Rabbi Yochan said the name Rabbi Shem Ben Yoy Tzadak. Be'elu Nadarim Amru. When they said Nadarim will will uh, undermine the marriage, it's talking. they're talking about these types of Nadarim. Namely, Shaloi Toi Chabasa, that she can't eat meat, Shaloi Toi Shayan, she can't drink Wine, she can't wear colored clothing. Tanya Nami Hachi, we learned in a brass like this as well, but Ilon Nadarm Amru, about the following Nadarm, they said it, Varm Sheshram Inoi Nefesh, Nadarm that have affliction of the soul, Shaloi Toi Chabasar, Vishaloi Tishtayayin, she can't eat meat, she can't drink wine, Vishaloi Tiskashi, Bivigday Tsevainim. So the Shail is, what is this talking about? Is it going on the Reisha? When he made a t'nai, I marry you on condition you don't have any nadarim. That's what Rabbi Yochanan was talking about. That, that's what Rabbi Shimon Yehitzadak. That's what Rabbi Yochanan was talking about in the name of Rabbi Shimon Yehitzadak. That it's dafka these nadarim, or is it going on the seifa? Havi Papa. Ahai. What is the, their statement going on? Ilema Aresha, where the guy stipulated, I'm only marrying you on condition you don't have any nadarim. Kivan dekakapid. The husband's makbid. He says, I only want to marry you on condition you don't have any nadarim. So what difference does it make if the nadarim that she has are nidre inay nefesh or not? He doesn't want any nadarim. Afilu kalmilinami. Ela asefa. That's talking about where he made a nether stam and it turns out she has nadarim and it only disrupt, <coughs> disrupts the marriage if it's nidre inay nefesh. Ravashi says, really, that's going on the Reisha. But the guy can only be makbid about things that people are makbid about. Umidi the kapti ba'inchi havakpeda, things that people are makbid about, are makbid about. Um, his kapeda is a kapeda. Umidi do loy kapti ba'inchi loy havakpeda kapeda. Okay, so that is daf. Ayan Bays Amad Bays. Recording stopped. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.